Hey guys, this is your host Jocelyn. I'm just popping in to let you guys know that this week is a little different. We kind of forgot to do our segments where we do a little bit of catching up. We say, hey, how are you? We do our emotion of the week. And even our intro, we forgot all about that. So <laughs> this is truly a look at how Alyssa and I have these deeper conversations around just random thoughts and ideas that we bring each other. And we hope you guys enjoy the spur of the moment conversation. your topic titles so like yeah like miss mr mrs madam so yes but also like and this also came up and not only when i was driving but also like i was literally shopping in the grocery store for work the other day and it came up into my head like we produce this podcast but i only realized that like that's something that we can put on our resumes Mm mm-hmm and the title we get to use is, like, executive producer. I'm fancy, huh? Ex- ex- executive editor. Lead editor. Like, those are titles you get to give yourself. And then we're also, like, given titles. Like, sister. Daughter. Like, I was, like, I, like, went in on this topic. It was, like, a solid two hours I was, like, thinking about this. So it started while I was at work and, like, shopping for things at work. I was literally in the middle of Costco. And I was, like, oh, my titles are like, oh my god, Alyssa and I, oh my god, we're executive producers. I'm like, that's a cool title. I like that title. That's kind of cool. I'm like, what other titles are we? I'm like, oh, no, but really, like, what other titles are we? And I'm like, well, I'm an office assistant. But, like, what else am I? I'm like, oh, like, I'm a CEO and I'm a founder. It does prompt a lot of thought because, especially in the, the job world, your title could either feel very, especially because depends on how you feel about your title and like what you're doing with the work but it could feel very like demeaning or like prompt that pride and that proud feeling like i know some people don't like the title administrative assistant yeah because it somehow feels like oh what am i actually doing Doing. i'm just some lowly assistant i don't personally feel like that because I know assisting people is a huge job. Yeah. And I realize how much I do day in and day out that helps other people. And I'm like, oh, yeah. If anyone thinks that, like, office administrators and office assistants and administrative assistants and executive assistants aren't doing shit, y'all can fuck off. Because a lot of people do a lot of shit. It's the difference between something like office administrator versus administrative assistant Mm. or executive assistant. Executive somehow means a higher title because we have that hierarchy of jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like, hierarchy of jobs, like... Your job title means shit. You can literally make up any fucking job title and take it. Dude, I was actually... It's funny that you thought this of this while you were driving, because I was just thinking about this now that I have my promotion. Mm-hmm. Is because... I think that's really what prompted it, was we had the conversation about your promotion and, like, all of these things that are, were coming up on, like... And I was like, oh, my God, we should totally, like... like oh, my God, we should do an episode on titles. And then it just, like, spiraled into so many other conversations for myself. Well, like, I was having this, this conversation with myself about my new title because at my job, I have now become a supervisor. And for some reason, the word supervisor kind of made me feel some type of way. Mm. And I was like... But why am I thinking negatively about the word supervisor? Like, I just moved up in the hierarchy of my Mm -hmm. job. 
but at the same time, I'm like, but it's not a manager, because somehow a manager just holds to, some type of esteem for me. I was just about to ask you, is it because, like, to you, supervisor is almost like a shift supervisor versus, like, a shift manager? There's I think that. it is, because at my other jobs, I've always just been promoted to a manager. Mm-hmm. I haven't been a supervisor, per se. And somehow being a supervisor just feels like I'm a babysitter. Mm. But I'm like, but it's not. No. And I can identify that, and it doesn't mean that I've still moved up in the hierarchy. I still have more responsibility, and right. my job is just as valued as other job positions. But something about the title gives you almost like the ick. A little bit. Yeah. So. Yeah. I I was wondering how you felt about that because I know like I was like, oh yeah, you're the you're the shift supervisor or you're the lead supervisor, and I'm like, okay, that's all well and good, but like why are you not just giving me the manager title? Like, what is the difference between a supervisor and a manager? And I've always fought with myself about that, and I think it's because you hear, like, shift supervisor versus, like, shift manager. Like, they're diff- they're, there is that level of hierarchy. But is there really a difference? Because as someone who thoroughly enjoys using the thesaurus, manager and su- manage and supervise are similar, and they will be synonymous with each other. Mm-hmm. You can interchange them. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, you're overseeing certain tasks and responsibilities. Mm-hmm. That's what the definition is. So once I looked at it that way and I, I took off the, like, er, supervisor mm. and manager, I was like, manage, supervise. Mm. Same. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And, like, I I totally understand that. And I when we talked about, like, your promotion and everything, and I was like, wow, I was like, titles are so interesting. And I was like, like, there's titles that we give ourselves there's titles that society gives us and then there's titles that, you know, close friends give us. Excuse me. Close friends give us. So there's like, oh, like, you are my best friend. But, like, society may have a different standard of, like, what does a best friend look like? It's all about context because I remember people being really offended when, you know, in middle school or high school, I'd be like, oh my gosh, she's your best friend? I'm not your best friend? Mm, And it's like, we can have more than one best friend. Yeah. People, like, people used to be, like, make fun of me because I had, like, multiple best friends. And I'm like, no, like, I have multiple best friends for a reason because this best friend is the one that I go to when it comes to, like, I got to talk out, like, some life, like, heavy life shit. And I'm like, this best friend is somebody that I go to when there's, like, drama happening with the boys in my life. Like, that's the friend I go to. Like, I have this best friend because we grew up together. We have all of this history together. Like, I can talk to them about literally anything. And, like, all of these people were considered my best friends, but they all had a different status almost. Like, none was ever higher than the other, but I always, like, it's almost like I would report to somebody different when I had, like, a, when I was wanted to talk about something specific. Now so, you like, have me. Yeah. I'm like, kidding. No, like, uh, you and Trisha. I don't really talk to anyone else. <laughs> and it's so crazy because, like, my spouse and I have this conversation about, like, when we get married, what is it going to look like? What's our wedding going to look like? We're like, we're going to have the smallest fucking wedding party ever. Like, he's like, yeah, I got, like, two best friends. I'm like, same. This is going to be great. We'll walk each other down the aisle. We'll call it good. Everything's copacetic. Also, I think it goes all back to context because some people think that you should only have one best friend mm-hmm. or, like, they should encompass everything for you. But, like, my opinion, I don't think that one person can encompass everything for mm-hmm. me or be able to help, support, maintain, advise, like... Why do you think, like, kings and queens have fucking advisors? They had a table of them at that. Elders, like, like the wisdom, like... Yeah. 
one person can't be everything for you. No, absolutely not. And that's why, like, you know, I never, I never sat with that whole, like, oh, I'm not your best friend. And I was like, no, y'all are my best friends. Like, this this group of people that I hold close in my court of, to me, as my confidants, you are all the best friends. It's hard, though, because I have had feelings of, I won't say, I don't think it's jealousy, per se, but, like, to think that someone could outshine you in a certain Mm. area like to know that oh your best friend went to another person for something else yeah but is that because you is that because they normally go to you for that thing could be or it could be like that you might feel inferior or somehow they could be better than you at that Mm. thing yeah but see there's that whole thing that like I think I had all these best friends because I wanted perspectives Like, I wanted, like, okay, you know this part of my life, like, pretty well. Like, you know this part of my life pretty well. Like, I indulge different people. I never give my full self to anyone because, like, that's a lot of power to do with. Especially in high school. Oh, for sure. But even if you take that, take that perspective out of it and you're just, like, somebody's best friend and then you watch that person go to their other best friend and y'all are on a trip or you guys go and hang out more or, like... You ever been in that three-person setting where you think, even though you guys are all, might be best friends, but that other person's best friend, now you feel third wheel? Yeah. It feels weird. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. You're like, uh, I don't get it. I'm not in on the joke, so. Oh my gosh, inside jokes are the worst. (laughs) Especially being a third wheel. I'm just going to awkwardly sit here like, thanks. I'm not included, but thanks. Yeah. No, absolutely. But yeah, titles for me are just like one of those things that I think about and I'm like, they either have so much meaning, but it's all about, like, how much meaning we put, like, the person yeah, puts behind it. Yeah, you have to put it. the weight into the word. Yeah. That's why, um, in terms of titles, which is the original thought I thought of as, like, Mr., Miss, Mrs., Madam, if you call someone ma'am or madam, it means something, and some people will get very offended by it. I, like, I used I'm to get old. really offended. Well, like, I understand, because madam has the back history of, like, one brothels. True. I forgot about that. But, but two true. of somebody of a certain age. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people have that context with like, I don't want to be called madam because then you're perceived as being older. Mm. And especially for women, like no one wants to be called old. That means mm-hmm. now you've become like decrepit. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. society's eyes. I've never had a problem with that. I still just usually call people, like, miss or or missus. But yeah. I've, I've said, like, yes, ma'am. And it's, like, just something that's instilled in me. But it doesn't mean anything necessarily. Right. Yeah. On my end. Yeah, I think I still struggle with a ma'am because, like, I'm, like, I'm not fucking old, bitch. I'm not old. Don't call me fucking ma'am. <laughs> and it's more, like, towards my spouse to be, like, yes, ma'am. And I'm, like, don't fucking say that because that makes me seem like I'm, like, higher in this relationship than you are and like can you just say yeah okay babe i got it like oh i hate the yes ma'am when it comes to like relationships like in particular i think it also goes with yes sir mm, but that gets a positive connotation right yeah but that's why i don't understand why ma- yes ma'am gets less well isn't that because society holds such like a high standard to the way that like when as women age you're supposed to age gracefully with like these beautiful skin and like that's just like not the reality or is it the patriarchal society of that men want younger women as they get older but is that also because men mature later in life than others (gasps) that's actually that's actually a good point i never really thought about it like that 
Oh, I've always thought about it like that because guys go for younger women because oh, yeah. they're much. They could be twenty five and mentally be like sixteen still. Oh my god! Yeah, so they I go was, for I like was that dating a like thirty four year old and he was mentally twenty two. Yeah, that's why we go higher. Yeah. I still doesn't mean it matters. Nope. I was fucking dating 34 at 25. Like, it didn't matter. I was dating 34 at, like, 18. Yeah, and it didn't matter. Like, the mental stability. It's about, like, where you're at mentally. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we talked about this before, but I definitely have heard the phrase, wherever you had your biggest trauma, at whatever age you had your biggest trauma, is, like, where you're stuck at until you work through it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is that why women just, like, mature faster? Because, like, we work through our traumas the minute that kind of, like, it, not, I, wanna, I don't want to say minute it happens, but, like, we're more likely to work through our trauma than, like, men are. Oh, gosh, that's probably a whole different discussion. I know, I, I mean, know. We started with titles, but, like, here we are. I'll circle back to titles in a minute, but I think that women are kind of also, from an early age, given the responsibility of, of monitoring other people and their emotions the emotional and support, yeah. so you kind of have, you're taught that you have to work through things because other people aren't going to work through it for you. Mm. Especially not the guys in your life. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think you also get the la- You don't have the responsibility as a male growing up. Yeah, or the even the pressure from society as a male growing up, right? Like, I think there, everyone, ha- everyone, no matter, regardless of your gender, is going to have pressures. Yep, absolutely. Societal pressures, personal pressures, family pressures, etc. Yeah. But... I think about when you're in middle school and high school and now you've grown boobs Oof. and some dude's looking at your shoulders because you're wearing a tank top and you got happen to be well endowed. <laughs> Whose responsibility is that to handle? You would think that it's the, the guy ogling you and your boobs, but it's not. The teacher puts it on you for wearing a tank top and being well endowed. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of taught that you need to handle other people's feelings towards you yeah and so you don't you kind of lose that uh, that responsibility to take on trauma like why would you have to handle your own trauma somebody else is going to take care of it for you yeah god but start going back to titles and not to hopefully keep the patriarchal theme mr and mrs mrs gets a real And then you also have the title of last names. Mm. Because right. why do... There are no women with last names. Mm-mm. It's always the man's last name that is taken, unless you keep your maiden name, which is also still a man's last name. Mm-hmm. Even if you were to take your grandmother's last name before she was married, that's still a man's maiden name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Mrs. gets a weird context, because now you're married, and somehow it's Mr. with an S. It's Mr. and a lot of people um, will put the apostrophe when they're explaining it because Mr. comma S, Mr.'s wife, Mr.'s girl, Mr.'s woman. Mm. And so that title kind of means that you're, people relate it to property. Yeah. That you're somebody else's, you're, that your husband's property well like think about when they announce you like on your wedding day your mr and mrs whatever the last name is mm-hmm. yeah but the t- that's i would personally keep miss like if i would have a title i'll always have miss because miss goes through 
all oh, stages. You could be a young yeah. miss. You could be an old miss. You could be a married miss. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But when you take the, the title of missus, that is kind of the context that it sits in society. Yeah. I don't absolutely. view it as such. Like, I really try not to. I don't think, like, oh, my gosh, I'm, you know, because I'm married, I'm my husband's property, or mm-hmm. I, I'm uh, somehow... Um, Owned. I was trying to not use own. I know. But, like, it relates back to grammar because you use an apostrophe S when you're trying to convey ownership. Mm. It's Jocelyn's mm-hmm. book. Right. So it's Jocelyn, your name, comma, S. So when you take Mrs., it's Mr., comma, S, meaning and conveying ownership of some sorts. Mm-hmm. So it gets kind of a weird context when you put it into titles and perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I wanted to, like, talk about titles, because I was like, oh, my God, there's so many ways to talk about titles. Like, it's about how you title yourself at your job. How do you title yourself as a human? Do you label yourself more as just like, oh, I'm a mom. I'm a dad. Or it's like, oh, no, like, I am a spouse. I am a partner. I am a daughter. Like, all of these titles have, like, such significant meaning, and we have so, like, every single individual has so many titles. I would love to get into the family titles, um, but let's take a short break before that. All right, welcome back. We are going to jump back into titles, and we were talking about the titles that we have as, like, family. So, daughter, father, mother, etc. Yeah, that's a big topic. That is a big topic. How do you feel about those types of titles? I don't, I don't think I've ever really thought about exactly, like, what they mean to me. But I do think, like, they hold some sort of... It's like when somebody holds something over your head, having that daughter title or yeah, as you have your... some type of standing. I think mother is the big one that I can identify. Yeah. You know, oh, you're a mother. Oh, you shouldn't drink or, or you shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't call your children. You should call your children some more. Yeah, <laughs> Like, right. there's a lot of connotations that go around being titled, like, a mother. Right. And a lot of, like, should and shouldn't. And people all feel the opinion, like, that they need to tell you how to do things because yeah. you're a mother now. And it's like, wait, I'm sorry, did you get a playbook when you started, when you became a mother? Oh, is, no. Is there a manual? I didn't know. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, that I hate when people are like, oh, well, I did this as a mom. I would never do that with my kids. And I'm like, right. But, like, just because you wouldn't do it doesn't mean that it, like, are their kids still alive? Are their kids still, like... Are they in therapy? Fed? Like, they look fine. But okay, leave them alone. Like, leave leave that poor mother alone. And the stigma around, like, the fact that... Not even stigma, but just the fact that moms already have so much stress as it is. Thinking, am I doing this right? Am I good enough? Like, am I... To have the society's outside pressure of being, like... Well, you should do it this way. I never raised my kids. My kids don't watch TV. My kids get all the TV. I don't feed my kids chocolate. Like, whatever it is. Like, each parent, like, each mother to their own. Like, you parent your kids the way that you think you need to parent your friggin' kids. I just, when do we become so nosy? <laughs> like, why do we have too. to insert ourselves into everybody else's business? Like, yes, there are times where you should interject yourself into situations, but... 
it's not 90% of the time. It's, like, the 10%. Absolutely. And, like, even that 10%, most of those people are not going to speak up about it because it makes them uncomfortable. They'd rather speak up about the things that aren't uncomfortable to them. And they can say, well, I never did that. Great. Good for you. But, like, that's not the reality of everyone's situation. Like, people didn't have it the way you had it. People had it differently. And I think we forget to look at that. Yeah. I mean, even titles like influencer come with a lot of different connotations. You can yeah. be damned if you do, damned if you don't. You wear makeup, you're wearing too much makeup. You don't wear makeup, you look ugly and you're not wearing enough. Put some yeah. On. yeah, absolutely. And it's funny you bring up that title specifically because I was just talking to a couple of coworkers this week and they were like, oh, influencers have it so easy. And I'm like, but do they? I literally was like, but do they? They're like, well, they don't have a traditional job. And I was like, no, they just have to work overtime pretty much and work all the time because they're creating these contexts, sending out strategies, like sending out proposals and constantly communicating with brands and like emailing a million times a day with like, oh, sorry, we're dropping you as a brand, like never having a steady income. Well, they chose that life. And I'm like, but maybe that's all they knew how to do because they couldn't get a good job anywhere else. Like, is this is like... Why are you saying that they have it so easy? I was like, they definitely don't. And one of the girls who's been in marketing, she was like, well, like, I'm in marketing. I know how hard they have it. And I'm like, okay, so then why are you saying they have it so easy? Well, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they have it easy in the sense that, like, they don't work a traditional job. I'm like, no, they just pull, like, 80-hour work weeks instead. <laughs> like, it's the same shit. I mean, that is the reality. Uh, you try to put together one good-looking video for TikTok or Instagram reels and... That's a lot of work. You redo the same clips. You have to put in all the text. You got to edit the clips so that the text comes across at the right point. Get the music. Like, there's so much. And then content is an everyday thing. If you're not being relevant, you don't have a job. Mm -mm. Yeah, and it's like, that's a mental load in and of itself, right? Yeah. Like, and then you get all the pressure that goes along with it to perform, to follow trends. To, to show up. and Stay trendy. To, yeah. To hide yourself or not hide yourself right express like real vulnerability and it's a hard workplace to navigate oh my god yeah and that's why like i hate when people are like influencers and like creators have it so easy and i'm like you then you go to it oh i could never do that and i'm like right because you have to throw your entire life online in front of millions of people and like yeah like if you don't do it don't say that it's easy because that creates a mental load that you would never take on for yourself. You decided that a different mental load was your capacity, and that's okay. Yeah, so I think I think when it comes to titles, especially those in, like, well, limelight, like, people are like, oh, I'd love to be a celebrity, and I'm like, but would you? Do you want all of your personal time to be taken from you? Yeah. To be put on blast 24-7 for every little minute thing and detail that you're doing? It's like, yeah, sure, they have a lot of money, but also, like, the mental load that comes with being a celebrity and constantly having to be on, because that's basically what you're doing. You're always on, whether you're a celebrity or an influencer or a creator. Like, having to show up online every day, you have to be on. And, like, I think people are like, oh, yeah, like, I only have to do that for, like, eight hours at work. It's like, yeah, well, you if you were a celebrity, you couldn't even go out in public without worrying about what the fuck you were wearing and having some somebody be like, oh, these two were seen in cahoots. And it's like, I can't just have lunch with an old friend. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Stir the pot, why don't you? 
Like, I think these ti- I think titles get so much social stigma and like that it's like why can't you just be like oh it's a daughter cool good for you that's how you identify great i think i mean it feel like it's some type of normalcy to put meaning behind titles because we do that with words words have meaning yeah but it's how much you put meaning behind the word Mm -hmm. and most of the time, it's both good and bad. Yeah, absolutely. But I think when we talk about, like, these titles, and you just said it, like, we're talking about these societal, you know, me- almost like, there are meanings behind the words, but there are also meanings that have either been meanings for years and years on end, or meanings that we're trying to, or words that we're trying to find new meanings to, right? Like, mm-hmm. influencers used to be almost like celebrities but like they're still celebrities but they're very like different than what a celebrity is like as an influencer you endorse a lot of things and you show your life publicly versus like a celebrity stars in different movies right yeah and even between celebrity influencer and creator like not everyone calls themselves an influencer right they call themselves a content creator because influencer means that you influence a multitude of people Right. And a large quantity. Yeah, and most people don't want to take that on. They're like, no, I just want to create content and, like, be funny. And, like, that's that. Like, I don't want to influence people to change their minds around something just because it's something I enjoy. I want to just create content and things that are enjoyable to consume. Hmm. I have a question. So, okay. go into titles. Yeah. Then you gotta analyze kings and queens and czars. And oh, my God, Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I totally President. forgot about all of those. Presidents, Holy senators, shit. governors, like, ladies and waiting. <laughs> right, like, oh my god, I forgot about all of those. The dukes, duchesses. I don't necessarily know the difference between all of them, honestly. Well, like, king and queen is like, you're married, and you have a royal bloodline. But, like, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle... She is considered the Duchess of, I don't know what it's called. She's the Duchess of something. She's a Duchess. And he is still considered a prince. And that's because she didn't come from a royal bloodline. This is like third and second cousins and once removed for me. It just goes over my head <laughs> and I'm fine not knowing. You're you're a cousin of some sort. Cool. You're a royalty of some kind. Cool. Right. Good for you. <laughs> Like, oh, okay, you own land, you got this title because somebody married somebody, good for you, enjoy. When you talk about titles and you think about duchesses and kings and queens, I'm like, that takes it to a whole new level for me. Hey, but even on our level in the country, I mean, you have right. presidents, vice presidents. Yeah, like that, but that to me is like graspable and understandable versus like, King and queen, I'm like, how'd y'all get there? Why are you still in power? How has nobody overthrown you yet? I mean, is it that much different, though? You're still somebody high in power making decisions for other people. Oh, absolutely. Obviously, I think presidents have that versatility where they have to have the majority vote, and there's other processes in play. Supposedly. Whereas maybe a king and a queen would would just have to rule their respective kingdoms, countries. Yeah, both. 
I mean, kings and queens have to, like, rule their respective kingdoms, countries, um, but they kind of have that, like, last say. <laughs> like, you, they, they say their decree, and then it's just, like, a thing. Yeah, but, like... That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, but, like, they, it has, does, the kings and queens not have to go through, like, a cabinet the same way that, like, ours does? Like, the presidents do? No. Doesn't it have to go through... Don't they have some sort of, I guess, parliament is the word I think I'm, is what I'm yeah, thinking of? Yeah, I mean, maybe nowadays, but at some point, like... Oh, yeah. Not back then. <laughs> I was like, hi, here are my advisors. What do you think I should do? Oh, you don't... None of you think I should do this? Well, I'm the fucking king. I'm killing him anyway. <laughs> Off his head. Yeah, right. No, of course. Mm. Yeah, we definitely got to that space of being able to be like, okay, maybe you shouldn't have all of power <laughs> how can we take away some of that <laughs> i mean you look at like megan markle and i think it's kate her sister-in-law mm-hmm. um all of the restrictions that they have on them and and their expectations of how they're supposed to dress because they're now princesses and duchesses etc mm-hmm. like megan markle didn't used to dress like that and now she's dressing like, we're all dressing like ladies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they can't wear, they're supposed to wear hats and not wear any scandalous, like that in itself, having that title has all of those expectations that go alongside of it. Absolutely. You're making decisions for other people now. Yeah. And you're, you just happen to fall in love with somebody. <laughs> like. Isn't that crazy? Especially in. That's why they make movies about it. Like. Right. I'm a girl from the suburbs. Oh, I'm a princess now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Anne Hathaway had it best in Princess Diaries. That's oh a realistic God. response. Yeah. I'm a princess? <laughs> what? Yes. And then you go through all these princess trainings and all that. And Shut it's like... up. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is a normal response. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, like how much how much conversation do you have and have to have in your relationship to think be like, oh yeah, I'm you're about to be uh so, like, you know, if we're having going to have a future and I'm going to marry you, like, these are your expectations. Are you willing to do all of those things? Or, like, how many, how much of those expectations are kind of, like, hidden until you get to that point where they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, now you have to do all of these things. By the way, you got to meet my mom, the queen. <laughs> right? Like, how? Like, wow. Just talk about overwhelming. Stress. <laughs> I am stressed for you. Like, What? <laughs> If you guys can't tell, we took that short break to eat some food, and it stuffed us right up, and the thoughts and words are just not flowing. It's also the afternoon, which is my dying down period. I usually need a nap Mm -hmm. of some sort. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess to go along with titles, like, should we talk about, like, the societal norms? Or at least some of them, I think, like, societal oh gosh, norms. there's so many. There is so many. But I think in, like, the most, like, basic ones that I can think of is, like, greetings. Like, think about the way that, like, I saw this video of a girl doing, <laughs> walking into a store in the U.S. versus walking into a store in the U.K. And it was, like, <laughs> she comes up and she goes... She walks in the store, shows her walking in, she's, like, browsing, and then it's, like, all of a sudden the retail person comes up, hi, how are you? Oh, my God. Is there anything I can help you with? And she's, like, no, just browsing. Okay, well, I want to let you know the whole store is, like, 25% off, and, like, you know, my name's Cindy, and, like, I can help you with anything you need. You just let me know. 
And she's like, okay, like, I'm good. I'm just, I'm just browsing. Thanks for letting me know. And she's like, okay. And like, then the girl just like, kind of like hovers behind her, like fixing things on the shelves. And it's like, just go away. She said she was good, homie. That's Victoria's Secret for me. Bath and Body Works. That's what like pops into my head is Bath and Body Works. They're owned by the same company, which makes sense. Yeah. But every time I used to go into Victoria's Secret, I don't shop there as much anymore, but they'd be like, hi, my name's Melissa. I... Please remember my name so you can tell them at the cash register. Yeah. And then they'd be like, do you want a bra sizing? Oh, what do you need? Tell me what... I'm like, can I just shop for underwear, please? In peace. Yeah, and then the the versus shopping in the UK was like, the woman walked in, they politely smiled at each other, she did her shopping, got to the register, the woman was like, oh, did you find everything you needed okay? Yeah, okay, awesome. Okay, your total's gonna be, you know. Okay, please insert your card here. Okay, yep. Thank you, have a great day, enjoy. Bye. Like, that was it. Like, very minimal interaction. It's like, yeah, like, I think people that want, that will need something will find somebody to ask them. That's the hope, but I gotta say, as someone from retail, I remember reading a bunch of reviews that would be like, oh, yeah, I was looking for somebody for help, and they didn't, I couldn't find what I was looking for. No one helped me. And I was like, did you ask? (laughs) I was here. (laughs) I definitely worked that night. I was on the floor. Like, did you look? (laughs) Some people don't want to ask. Retail is a whole other beast in itself anyway. Oh, my God. Absolutely. They always want you to push something or another and push sales and ask questions and hit certain touch points. But the greeting thing especially, like. Yeah. And that's just, like, stores. Like, that's not even, like, how do you greet, like, the waiter. How do you greet your friend? How do you greet family? Like you know, anytime you just pass somebody on the street, you get that little weird smirk, like acknowledged you. Bye. I can't tell you how many times like I make eye contact with people and just keep walking, and then like it's almost I like look back and like I didn't even smile. And I'm like, but that's normal. Oh. And then I'm like, oh, I didn't have to smile. I can just look at you, address you with my eyes, and like be good. Like I just Sometimes see you. I just happen to look in the same direction that you are happen to look in the opposite direction. We meet eyes. Like there's nothing to it. Yeah. Why do I need to smirk at you for you to acknowledge I'm not like bad intentions? Or like I'm creep. I'm not creepy. Or yeah. Or or is it the fact that like we've romanticized like staring at each other's eyes or oh, I'm at the love of my life walking down the street. We just happen to catch eyes. It's like, that's not real. That's not real. This is not how this shit works, bro. Yeah, I think those and, like, greeting family are the Mm. main two. Like, I always was taught that you need to, like, hug and just, like, kiss on the cheek or something like that to every family member. And I'm like, I don't know, y'all. I see you once a year. (laughs) Like, like, we're family, but I really don't know you that well. Right. It's like, okay, I see a stranger. I see, I feel like sometimes I see the same person at the coffee shop more than I see family. And I'm like, I don't hug and kiss them. And I see them and know them more. Like, I know that they've got kids from X, Y, and Z and da, 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 and this, that, and the other thing. But, like, I'm not over here like, oh, my God, it's so good to see you. Like, no. Yeah. And then, I mean, you teach the kids to, the pressure to be... Hugging people. I'm like, hi. Yeah. Make sure you say hi to everybody. Like, no. Your kid just met a new stranger person. They don't know that that's your uncle. Like, yeah. They just see some random person that comes in the door. Right. Why do I want to hug them? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I. Handshakes is another one for me. 
I'm not a handshake person. I okay. do handshakes in, like, business meetings. Okay. Like, I'll be like, hi, it's nice to meet you, or right. thank you, congratulations. Yeah. But, like, I don't handshake people. Like, hi, nice to meet you. We're not handshakes. I'm a waver. Yeah, and I'm the hugger. Like, if I meet somebody for the first oh, time. Oh, you're over here hugging strangers on the street you just met, and you can't hug me. <laughs> Listen, Linda. Stirring the pot if I got family listening. <laughs> But yeah, no, like, when I met one of your friends for the first time one night, I was like, I was like, oh, hey, how are you? Oh, yeah, like, I don't do handshakes, like, I'm a hugger, and I just went in for the hug, and it's like, if I know, if I know the person that's introducing them, like, you, for example, are introducing me to a friend, yeah, I'm probably gonna hug them, because I'm like, oh, yeah, they're good people, (laughs) and I'm gonna hug you. Like, it's just like, that's my initial first... But is it a, is that your societal norm thought, or is that the you, personal to you? I think that's just personally. I've always just been like, a, people will be like, oh, handshake, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. Can I just hug you? <laughs> like, I've gotten to a point where I'm like, can I just hug you? I don't know what to do with this. This is like, this feels weird. <laughs> it feels formal. Yeah, it, it, but it feels weird to me. I'm like, eh, no, like, I don't want to keep things formal. Especially if I'm meeting somebody for the first time that's, like, a friend of a friend. Like, I don't want to be formal. See, that's funny, because I'm the opposite. I think that the societal norm is a handshake, but I'm also, one, a germaphobe, and two, I have a big bubble. Like, yeah. A personal space bubble. So I do the wave, and I'm like, hi, nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. I don't like hugging. I don't like when other people just come up and hug me. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I just met you. I didn't think I hugged that friend when I first met Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. We do now because we know each other better and we've been friends for like four <laughs> years now. Right, right. But like that felt very foreign to me. I would rather give somebody a handshake before a hug. Yeah, but see, handshake is just like so formal that like because I use it so much in business that I'm like, I don't want to handshake something that's supposed to be like informal. Like I'm like, I would rather just hug you. That feels informal. But, like, other cultures. Think about the way other cultures greet each other. Ooh, two kisses on the cheek. Yeah. <laughs> Alyssa just freaked the fuck out. She's like, oh, hell nah. I would maybe allow Gordon Ramsay and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing that. I'm not. Nope, nope. Yeah, like but, like, that. but that's that culture, right? Like, that's how those people greet each other. And, like, that's just... But, but again, because I'm not in that culture, now I question, is that their societal norm that is pushed on them? Or know. are they maybe just that friendly? Just, I was gonna say maybe they're just that friendly, and I'm all about being friendly. But that's there's a you have a bubble of friendliness. Bubble. The RBF keeps the people away. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I've had multiple people tell me I'm intimidating. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What are other societal norms? I don't know. I had greetings, and that's the first one that came to mind. What about you? Do you have any, like, societal norms that you can think of? Yeah, so there's some other societal norms that I can think of. Um, One of them, I think, mostly known is chivalry. Mm. Holding the door for people, you know, pulling out their chair. Yep. Another unconventional one, though, is bless you. Have you ever thought about how many people say bless you after you sneeze? Yeah, I mean, I feel like everybody says it. I know, but I don't know where it started. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, some people say God bless you, obviously, and then some people just say bless you. Oh, I do know why this one started. You know why? People say God bless you because when you sneeze, your heart skips a beat. 
That's really what it is. That's why people say God bless you. Is it really? Yeah, I'm almost positive. That, like, that's why people say God bless you. Well, now everybody says it. Yeah. I don't, I find, I honestly kind of find it weird or rude now that when someone doesn't say bless you. Also, this one in particular just says, one of the symptoms of the plague was coughing and sneezing, and it is believed that Pope Gregory the first, Gregory the Great, suggested saying God bless you after a person sneezed in hopes that this prayer would protect them from an otherwise certain death. The expression may have also originated from superstition. And now that he's perpetuated a social norm. Yeah, right. And now we all say bless you when people sneeze. Yeah, I thought it was from the fact that like when you sneeze your heart skips a beat. I heard that somewhere along the line, so. so societal norms are so weird. Because I've, I've also read articles about studies, like, I was just reading about one that people tried to do a study where they sent out to homeowners um, a pamphlet saying that they were doing either really good or really bad at their energy consumption. Okay. To see if that would help improve, like, getting people to improve their energy consumption. Right. Through social norms, and it actually did the opposite effect. <laughs> Really? People that were doing worse did better, and people that did better did worse. Hmm. So, it's kind of crazy what saddle norms can do. Oh my god, yeah, they play such a huge factor in our lives that I, I think we just undercut. I think especially for us as women, I mean, I know how you feel about it, but uh, shaving? Mm. Shaving's another huge one that's yeah, gotten but- so normalized that people that don't follow the societal norm almost get... They get shamed for it. Yeah. 100%. I'm someone who doesn't shave my armpits very often. I shave them when I fucking feel like it and when I've got time. Same with my legs and same with my cat. Like, I don't shave those things unless I feel like I fucking want to. And I get the looks when I wear tank tops. And I'm like, can I help you? And then I'm like, oh, it's because I raised my arm and, like, I didn't shave. And I'm like, that really still bothers people these days. Like, what the oh hell? Oh, my gosh. People get very triggered by it because it has become so societally normal. Like, yeah. that was all the rage. You're supposed to be hairless, pretty much. Just no body hair, no mm. body odor, nothing. Everyone wears deodorant. That's another yeah. one. Though I rarely wear that anymore. Only on the really hot days, and I'll throw that bitch on there. But Yeah, but those, those are all people have gotten so used to it. And now you have, you know... Men, sorry to call you out this episode, but, like, a lot of, uh, it's common to see that men are saying, like, oh, I prefer a girl that will shave. It's really weird when she doesn't shave her arms. Like, Mm -hmm. sir, you have armpit hair. You have leg hair. Why is it so different? That was something that I really started to, like, push back with with my last partner was he'd be like, I don't understand why you can't just shave. And I'm like, I don't understand why you can't just shave either. Like, I get just as much pube hair as you do. Like, dude, it's so crazy, too, because, like, when I do shave my legs, and I shave them for myself, obviously, but I find that I can't stand my partner's stubbly legs when mine are smooth. Yeah. (laughs) Because I feel it more, and I'm like, oh, God. Get it off of me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know. And when you keep them stubbly, you keep them hairy. And, like, this is the thing about my hair, too, is, like, I don't get massively gross, hairy legs. Like, it is, like thin black hair that you can barely see. Even if you it's did like, get a lot dark, coarse, hairy legs, it like, wouldn't make a difference. If that's no. your preference and you're fine with it, then that's it. But it's crazy to see how that has become a societal norm. 
just because someone said it wasn't okay, that it was taboo of some sort. And you know where it probably originated from? Some ad probably back in the fucking 50s or 60s. Right alongside how to take care of your husband and make sure there's a meal on the table by the time it's home. Probably. I'm f- I follow, like, a page on Twitter that, like, shows off, like, old ads. And, like, some of the ads I see that come across my page, I'm like, what the fuck is that shit, man? Yeah. And then, you know, on the other end of that, where guys aren't allowed to cry because mm. it's so unmanly. Oh, my God. Just shut the fuck up. Like, what? What? We're human. Mm. Humans cry. Humans feel emotions. Yeah. Why is it unmanly for you to show vulnerability and tears? Yeah, I just saw a thing from Mel Robbins. She was sitting in the uh, airport, and a guy came up to her and asked her advice about, like, what, about his marriage. He was like, yeah, like, I'm flying across country to go see my wife right now, and he was like, the problem is, like, she told me, like, a few months ago that emotionally she was connecting to somebody else. And, like, that snapped me to reality to be like, wow, I haven't been hearing her. She's been telling me all these things. I haven't been hearing her, and I haven't been listening, and I haven't been doing any actions. I've just been doing what I've always done, and that's no longer acceptable. And now she is emotionally connecting with somebody else, and that snapped me right out of whatever the fuck kind of shit I was in and was like, whoa, I need to be vulnerable. Like, my wife needs to see a side of me that she doesn't get to, that nobody else gets to see, and that that's okay, that you maybe only have one or two people to go to that see that side of you. And, like, that's fine. But you, someone still needs to see that side of you and be able to support you in those ways. And I realized that, like, I want that person to be my wife. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of growth in just a few months. (laughs) But, like, that's something that, from society's perspective, men are always told, you can't cry. Suck it up. You're fine. Be a man. Get up. Yeah. Get up. You're fine. Be a man. Like, ugh. Rub a little dirt in it. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, they're boys. Just let them tussle. And it's like, but if one kid is saying no, like, the other one needs to abide by the fact that the kid said no. Like, I don't want to play that way. Like, I don't want to play rough. Like, leave them alone. Yeah. I feel like when you intersect gender and and societal norm, that's just bad juju. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> but I think the other thing when you talk about those types of conversations is that the people that are usually out crying about the social norms are either trying to fight against it or for it. Mm-hmm. And you have to kind of... Social norms can be both good and bad, just like titles. They can be good or bad context. Yeah. And you have to kind of roll with it and make your own decisions. You can go against the social norm... But just know you'll get pushback for it. Or you just have to surround yourself with different people. Yeah, that too. Like, if you didn't want to cry, for whatever reason, then you need to find someone that doesn't want you to cry. Right. Somebody that supports that same and has that same viewpoint. But that's why we're pushing past. I mean, women don't want to shave their armpits every freaking day for the rest of their lives, which is why they said... Heck with that. That's just a social, societal no. norm. Yep. Why am I doing this? I should I do waste this for me. so much money on razors. <laughs> and then I was like, hey, I don't have to do this. And I was like, cool, I don't have money for razors anyway, so I guess we're not shaving. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and if the people that are interested in those people don't like that that person doesn't shave their armpits anymore, well, that's okay. <laughs> but... <laughs> You gotta also respect their decision and go somewhere else. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Society norms are so weird. I know. And, like, some of them, it's like, 
so drilled into us as well. Like that's something that I don't think that we notice is like how much societal norms are drilled into you conceptualize sometimes that it's a societal norm. Yeah, it's very unconscious. I mean, how many times have you been in a line at the grocery store <laughs> or just held the door open just because someone was behind you? And or, the, or run or, to the door because somebody's holding the door. I was going to say, or not held the door behind you and heard just because, like, you're in your own world, you got your own fucking shit going on, and somebody go, thanks for holding the door. And it's like, <laughs> sorry, bro. Like, I'm fucking in my own world. I got a million other things going on. Sorry I didn't hold the door for two fucking seconds. I'm sorry you didn't have arms. Like, the fuck? Guilty. Like, <laughs> yeah. I have yelled at someone. At the, I was like, you literally it slammed in my face, pretty much. I was a different situation, but I had no hands, and I was, like, trying to get the door open, and they were right in front of me, and I was like, you seriously couldn't hold the door for, like, two more seconds? To let me <laughs> Like, in. it was just rude. It wasn't the norm. It was just rude. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the difference, right, is, like, recognizing the lines can get kind of blurred between what's a societal norm and what's just rude. Yeah. Because, you know, you, their expectation is like, yeah, whatever, they decided to have their hands full, not me, and just bloop, right? Like, well, I think that's kind of what you have to identify, because the societal norm is just something that other people dictate as normal. Mm-hmm. So you have to ask yourself, well, am I doing it because I want to do it, or to be kind, or right. whatever the reasoning is? Or, or am I doing it because Am I doing I'm... it just because I'm, aka, kind of, quote, quote, unquote, supposed to? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the lines get tricky there, and you have to figure it out for yourself. Mm-hmm. I think titles can go the same way. I think oh, hundred percent. No matter if you like your title or you don't like your title, that you're able to change it. And mm-hmm. if it, sometimes it's as simple as just recommending a new title, especially at work. Oh my god, hundred percent at work, hundred percent. I'm like, yo, work titles mean jack shit. You could change those bitches all the time. But like, oh hi, so I found this new title that works better for my field. Like, there was a college professor that I had who worked his way into the Newport mansions as being the only person that could do this one job that he was doing. And then when it came time for him to leave, like, they were like, no, 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 no. We'll give you whatever you want. We don't know who else can do this job. And then he ended up getting a pay increase all the time. Anytime he'd start to be like, oh, I'm going to go find a new job. Because what he was doing, there wasn't really anyone to replace him. He had made his own title within this company, so he was very highly valued. And he just kept increasing his pay every year, being like, I'm the only one that can do this, then you need to pay me as such. Yeah. And it was like, okay, you good for you. So, like, create those paths for yourself if you find you're doing something that other people don't have the capacity and don't know how to do, but you've made it, so you know how to do these things. Yeah, and even if you're just doing the role that you were described when you took the job, I mean, you could be an office administrator and then say, I want to be the office liaison and recommend that to your boss, mm-hmm. and then, you know, they can change it. Mm-hmm. I, I would feel better if my I'm called a liaison for the role that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And it's also as simple as, like, boss versus leader. Some yeah. people prefer manager, boss, leader. They're all different. Supervisor. Yeah. We had that chat. Like, yeah, abs- I, absolutely. I think that these two intersect at the, you have the ability to do something, and mm-hmm. it's all around context. Absolutely. All right. Any other thoughts? No. All right. I'm going to take us out. So follow, rate, like, and subscribe. You can follow us on TikTok and Instagram at tabletalks.podcast.
we will check back with you next week, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend.